All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well and staying healthy, staying safe out there. Can't believe the November is is over, essentially. It just seems like it flew by. So another year is pretty much come and gone. There's still a little bit of time left if you got some goals and things you want to accomplish for the year. You still got some time left, so get at it. Finish strong and and, uh, get those goals accomplished. And hopefully you're starting also to kind of think about what you want to have for goals for 2023. And even if you don't accomplish those goals that you set out for 2022, at least um, give yourself a fair assessment and sit down and take the time to just kind of review those things and see where, was you too, being too aggressive? You know, kind of where where you, I guess, had the letdown or the disconnect and wasn't able to accomplish those and hopefully give you some inspiration and be ready to go for 2023. I'd recently seen a post where somebody was asking about, you know, using bourbon as an investment tool. I suppose it's not out of the room possibility for it to, to happen. To make that happen, I guess I should say, and use that as an investment tool, but it's awful risky. It seems like it's becoming more of it was more of a fad, I guess you could say. And I think there was a lot of opportunities where prices were being inflated. Uh, people were taking advantage of the supply and demand. So I guess if you look at it from strictly of that point of supply and demand and you really study that, then you can look at it that way. But I think it almost would, if you're going to go that route, you almost need to look at, it, I guess, kind of from a side hustle and really understand, you know, where your margins are going to be at and really kind of understand the market, I guess, just like anything. Um, so I guess anything that's collectible, overall, anything collectible, you know, can be, can provide an opportunity, I should say, to you know have some profit. Um, but I think if you have unrealistic ideas of that, uh, then it can be can be difficult. And like any anything that's a collectible, if you don't understand the market, and you overpay, uh, then you may find it difficult to get some of that money back or recoup some of that investment. I don't know that I don't think that it's going to be a long term investment. I think that it's going to be. Um, Again, kind of like anything, more or less, I guess, is cyclical. Um, I think at some point, you're going to see people start rotating away from it. Although the market's been pretty strong lately, uh, you know, with some of these and some of the harder to finds, 
I think, you know, if you kind of pick and choose and, and like I said, supply and demand, um, then there could be some of those opportunities. I know, like, right now, a lot of guys <clears throat> or folks are, you know, taking advantage of the situation that Blanton's has created where they've got date, stamp dates, pour dates, dump dates, however you want to look at it, on the bottles. <clears throat> and so people look for specific dates um, because they have a sentimental value to them. And so, yeah, I mean, if you can go out and, and purchase um, a few of those and hopefully that there's somebody looking for that specific date that you have and they're willing to pay for it. The problem is, is that, um, you know, if you go out and buy, say, 30 bottles and, you know, only a few people are wanting specific dates, then are you potentially stuck with all all those bottles and what's your, you know, recoup cost. So, you know, there's a, there could be some opportunities in there. I, I don't know that it would be necessarily maybe the return on your investment uh, like some other things could be, but it's definitely some some opportunities. But again, like I said, it's, you know, it's it's pretty, I guess like anything anymore, it seems like it's pretty risky. Um, there's a fair amount of risk of it. And then they said, how much do you want to invest in an in inventory? Um up front and then also you know how patient are you going to be to wait to see i think at some point you know people are going to look at you know probably the dates that you have um, just because of the idea of that the population and a lot of people are are you know being born every day um you know getting married quite re- you know a lot of marriages quite regularly and the other sentimental values maybe some you know when somebody passes away things like that. So, you know, it's, it's interesting thought. Um, and really just for me, it, as I, you know, sit here and kind of talk about it out loud, it, it you know, it, it could be an opportunity, but again, it's going to be pretty specialized. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's again, what the, you know, other than the Blanton's product, I don't know of anything else out there that, you know, people are really wanting to collect that has any type of meaningfulness to it like that with those dump dates. I think, you know, um, occasionally you'll find somebody maybe who's looking for a rare bottle, but again, you know, is that going, the bottle that you have, is it going to be the one that they want? And I think you're going to see probably more opportunities to see some of those prices to come down as, as people start to maybe rotate away from that, you know, into what I'm hearing from some folks is going to be, the next move is going to be tequila or rum. Um, so maybe there may be some opportunities right there for you to maybe look at something like that, maybe kind of dip your toe in the investments of those things. But overall, I, I, it's just going to be one of those things that you're just going to have, like anything, you're just going to have to be careful about it and and kind of, um, I guess, try to m- minimize the risk. So kind of my two cents on the bourbon as a, an investment piece. As the month is winding down, we're still in the throes of the FIFA World Cup. And uh, it's interesting to watch those games. It's been fun for me personally. Um, I've kind of always been kind of a passive soccer fan. Um, I've never attended any um, pro or minor league games or anything here locally. But um, I started to watch the EPL a little bit. And um, followed a couple other teams in the English leagues. 
and then also started watching a um, couple of the uh, MLS uh, championship cup series uh, or cup yeah cup series so you know start, starting to have some more interest personally in it I think that some of the things that I personally like about it is is that the running clock the games get over pretty quick there's you know no timeouts per se um, except for maybe injury you know but then the clock still runs um, so it's not really you know timeouts per se and there's no injuries you know, are serious injuries, then you're not going to see any really time, you know, time down during the game, um, except for halftime. So I think there are some of those things there that uh, are, in my mind, pretty makes it interesting. Um, so you're not investing three or four hours of your day. Um, you can watch a game in a couple hours. Typically, you know, uh, the, the outside the states, European leagues and things like that, those are usually here in the morning. So, you know, you can, you can watch a game early in the morning and and then have your rest of the day do whatever. So I think there's some there's some definitely attraction to um, soccer or European football there. And so for me, it's been again it's really interesting to watch the World Cup and see how these teams are going to perform. I think you know from the standpoint of again, it brings a lot of attention back to it. Um, and even as as a, a baseball fan, growing up playing baseball, I love baseball. Um, it, it's it's a, definitely an alternative to it. I think if the prices are going to be competitive, uh, yeah, I'll be more interested in, in maybe attending that than baseball um, on the pro level. And I think just the idea of the, the constant action and, and the you know continuum clock, things like that, make it uh, very interesting. And again, that less of a time investment. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. I think also the idea of Messi... Um, flirting with the idea of going to Miami uh, and playing on the MLS team there, and then possibly, you know, what does Ronaldo do? Does he come to the U.S. also now that he's, you know, no longer with Manchester United, or does he get with another EPL team? So there's going to be some of those guys that are coming over too. I think that's going to make this interesting too. Um, maybe they're a little bit later in their career. Uh, Messi actually, I think, you know, coming out of the uh, uh, La Liga, but. Still, you know, these guys coming from these uh, European programs and, and starting to play here in the U.S., even though it's a little bit later in their career, they still got plenty of good uh, years left in them and, and can be very competitive, and I think that's going to definitely help the sport. But back to the, the uh, games at hand or the matches at hand, it's interesting to see what will happen today with the U.S. on the cusp of, of making it into the knockout round. They've got a, a big match this today with, uh, with Iran, um, they've got to win when you're in, and I like that opportunity. I think having control of your own destiny is great. Um, obviously, if somehow Wales can pull off um, a victory over England, uh, I think that makes things a little bit more interesting from that standpoint. Um, but I think the the bottom line, the way you know it's looking right now, they just win, and, and you know they should be able to to make it in a draw, and they don't. So they've got a big task. They've played very well against England on Friday. Uh, they played, um, I think, a lot better than most and myself expected um, after they kind of seemed like they struggled against Wales earlier in the week. So for them to, to go out and play well is, um, is going to be is going to be – it's an opportunity, and I think it's going to be good for them, obviously, um, if they can do that and they can pull out that win. So we'll see later on today. But there's still going to be some interesting matches and things how to, to shape up 
going forward and, and some of the teams that that were expected to do well haven't um, they've struggled uh, Germany had struggled and not played very well and um, and I'm, a couple other ones haven't I'm, and I'm drawing a blank right now unfortunately but it'll be curious to see um, after today who makes it on to the knockout round so I'm sorry, not after today. They've still got um, final uh, of the pool play, I think, running through Thursday. So uh, a lot of teams have a lot on the line. And, you know, there's a lot of um, jockeying, I guess, for some of those top two positions. So uh, we shall see how the U.S. fares and and also then kind of uh, who I decide to follow um, going forward. Uh, and, and the, uh, the teams that are left in the, the knockout round. So it'll be fun. I've enjoyed it. I hope that uh, um, that you've maybe had an opportunity to yourself to, to look at it, uh, watch a few games if you're not a fan. If you haven't yet, uh, I would encourage you just to watch a couple games, um, whether or not sports is your thing or whether or not you, know, you don't think soccer is a sport or whatever. Uh, you know, take the opportunity, watch the game from the perspective of the, you know, the continuous clock, the amount of time that you invest in it, the movement. Uh, the activity, the speed of it, and, um, you know, see. You know, this is a perfect time. Um, a lot of games on, um, and it's a lot of excitement with these teams. And just to kind of, you know, get a flavor for what's going on there and see that, um, you know, that would be something to be interested. I think there's, like I said, I think there's going to be some opportunities in the U.S. at some point. And, you know, MLS has done well. They've had lots of fans at their games. They've got these um, beautiful big stadiums that they've built. Um, not in comparison to, to football, college football, but still big stadiums, nice stadiums. And, and there are some good teams out there. And they're getting some good players. And so I think there's going to be some opportunities, uh, you know, going forward. So we shall see. And finally today, i wrap it up with this a little bit of uh, economic and business, business news. I probably should have stopped while I was ahead, keeping things positive and, and uh, light today. But... Um, you know, uh, I, I'm also being a, a self-proclaimed realist. Don't want to ignore the things that are happening out there on a on a daily basis. And this is unusual whales uh, Twitter account at unusual underscore whales. Uh, this is dated eleven twenty three twenty two. Forty percent of people have less than twenty twenty thousand in their four hundred one k plan, according to a twenty twenty one survey that Vanguard recently. Released twenty thousand is is not going to do folks very much, and a lot could be at play at this. But if you're like me, um, which most of the audience is uh, in that fifty, sixty, you know, uh, forty, fifty, sixty year old range, um, seeing a number like this is is frightening and and. Um, unfortunately, it's pointing to working somebody working till they're seventy or more. Uh, so you know if that's the case. Now I you know again no context on this. I didn't see the research on it, so I don't know what the age average age was. Um, you know things like that. But to, just to look at that number and look at that tweet in that context, um, you know it kind of explains a little bit of what's going on. In my mind, because again, the eye test, and I've said this several times, the eye test for me is that, man, people are spending money um, like no other. Uh, I know that 
there's some stats that I don't have with me right now that talk about you know credit card debt and you know credit card use um, continuing to to climb, and and so this is just an, you know example of that, um, and so as as older adults, I think it's important for us if we have children and grandchildren that we. Um, you know, I'm not saying the 401k is the answer 100%, but some kind of retirement savings is um, important. Uh, you know, whether that be an IRA or or whatever that vehicle is, um, I'm not 100% you know sold on the 401k plan with all their uh, fees and things like that, and that's for another day. But just something to at least put, you know, encourage them to put something in there if they don't want to actively be in charge of their trading and things like that, then then I guess that makes sense to go that route. But, you know, I think it's important, again, to, to encourage those um, children and grandchildren, or even adult children, I guess you call them, um, if they're not doing that, to set something aside because, you know, their future is going to depend upon it. Now, I don't know how many people are out there, too, again, are relying on, you know, their um, parents and or what their grandparents inheritance and things like that to support them. You know, who knows, but... You know, it's a scary number when you look at it, um, you know, an average of 20000 because, you know, th- what's that? Maybe a couple months worth for some people in expenses. So, you know, we need to encourage them to, to be smart about that and to, you know, spend uh, less and, and put, you know, put more away. And I know life is not guaranteed, um, but you, you still need to have some kind of a plan. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. I believe that 100%. But on, on the, on the uh, same Note, though, that if you do live to be 80 years old, uh, God willing, then, you know, how, how are you going to support yourself or how, how are you going to live? Um, and it doesn't have to be a big chunk of it, but I think there is that balance there where you want to go ahead and live and enjoy life a little bit, but also setting some aside based on your age. Uh, and that, that it just seems like, you know, common sense to, you know, have that balance. Set aside money for vacation. Tell them to take vacations and do things like that. But also make sure that you're planning for that future also. And, and, and also include in that report is some other data. Uh, interesting to see that um, and this is going from uh, January of 22 for first of the year till October of 22. They're seeing vehicle sales starting to tick back up to... Um, you know, from a low of about uh, 13.25 mil, um, or uh, sorry, uh, 13.25 all the way up to almost 15.5. So you're starting to see that the um, vehicle price, I'm sorry, that's a vehicle price, was starting to um, creep back up a little bit from what it was um, going back in the middle of the year. So uh, sales are starting to to uh, you know see that tick back up. Uh, total f- non-farm payroll data uh, starting to see that um, increase from the beginning of the year. Uh, it was just below a hundred and fifty, just below one hundred fifty thousand. Now it's just over one hundred fifty three thousand. Uh, so you're starting to see the non uh, non-farm payrolls. Uh, starting to you know, st- has been steadily increasing, I should say, over the over the whole year. The breakfast index, which is composed of uh, cost of bacon, bread, coffee, orange juice, eggs, milk, and sugar, um, has really spiked up uh, over the last few months. Uh, earlier in the year, it was 
um, just right around 10, we'll call it, uh, right around $10. And then you're starting to see it um, creep up to right around $22. And the biggest spike has been over the last, um, over the last couple of months, really. Um, seeing it for approximately about a, mm, about a 16, 1550 to $16, um, over the last, uh, going back to, um, oh, I'm sorry. Then this one, this data goes from, uh, 2009, uh, my computers or my screen's not, uh, cooperating with me from 2009 all the way up to, uh, January of 2021. So biggest spike was from about 20. 19 to 2021 is where the biggest spike in that one. So I apologize. That's from January of 2009 all the way up to uh, January 2021. And then the, the non-farm payroll was from J- July, I'm sorry, Jan- January of 22 all the way up to um, of the uh, October of uh, 2022. So you see the non-farm payroll. And then I already we covered the uh, the vehicle data. So, and what's that saying is that yeah, you're seeing payroll go up, um, you're seeing those food costs going up, other costs going up, um, but yeah, you're seeing savings going down. So it's, I think it's vitally important that we see um, folks being being smart about that. And one more thing, real quick, a quick hitter on this before I end this episode today. Uh, this is Charlie, and I apologize, Charlie Bilello, B-I-L-E-L-L-O, at Charlie Bilello, uh, Twitter. Uh, this was a post that he had had. Um, I didn't see the date. So, oh, here it is. I'm sorry. 11-23-2022. This was 11-23-2022. Two years ago, 30-year mortgage rate was 2.72%, and the medium home price was in the U.S. was 347000 Today, thirty mortgage, thirty-year mortgages rate is six point five eight percent, and medium new home price is four ninety-three, four hundred ninety-three thousand. Result: twenty-nine thousand increase in down payment, assuming twenty percent down, and one hundred twenty-three percent increase in monthly payment from one thousand one hundred twenty-eight to two thousand five hundred thirteen. And this is not compare. This does not include property taxes, insurance, utilities, and repairs, maintenance. Um, because those and because those are separated out, and then those also have seen some increases. He said. So here again, here's a cost. You know, if you're trying to buy um, a new home and seeing that money, you know, where it's almost double, now you're paying $2,000 a month, $2,500 actually. But yet we're still seeing houses going up at an alarming rate, at least in my area. And again, like, you know, the the site test, right? What do you see? And that's where we're, you know, again, seeing a lot of expensive things out there. These new homes that people are buying, new vehicles, and yet there's no planning for savings or retirement. And I think that's where we're starting to see this thing kind of go off the rails. Now, things could change and people could... Uh, change their habits and, and as they get older and start putting money aside. Uh, or maybe like I said, that they're hoping that they're going to live off of uh, 
of what they inherit and inherit. Jeez. And, you know, maybe that works out for them in the end. We don't know. But I think, again, it's important for us as we get older and we have grandchildren come into the picture or children come into the picture or other um, young folks that we can have a influence on is to, is to make sure that we talk to them about those things. Um, I know it's more difficult maybe if we haven't lived that way. Uh, so maybe you just take the approach of, hey, this is the mistakes that I've made and you know, don't want to see you say, go down that same path or here's what I've done. Um, and you know, to have that patience to want to do things the right way, to come up the right way. And, you know, build a foundation on not just wanting to have everything right now, have that patience, but also just to stay within a livable means so they're just not putting everything on credit card. Uh, had an interesting, and I'm sorry, I know I said I wrapped it up, but that brought to mind a conversation with had an individual that I hadn't seen in quite a while and um, unfortunately, you know, just don't get a chance to see them very often. But anyway, we, in the discussion, and he brought up that, you know, here he is in his 70s, um, still working part time, um, but enjoys his work, but feels the need to continue to work. And as the conversation went on, he started to bring up some situations that his, his um, children, specifically his son, had um, got into, and he's in his 40s and late 40s, and you know, um, was struggling a little bit and was just, you know, month to month payments and minimum payments on credit card. And, and you know, how he felt like somewhat of a need to try to help out. Um, but he, you know, he, he come out and said, you know, you would have thought by almost 50, you'd have this stuff figured out. And yet, here he is, you know trying to bail out his son a little bit with some help financially because he's, you know, just making those minimum payments because he knows what interest does. But I think at, at that point, if you're going to get involved with somebody that maybe there's an opportunity to, to discuss some of those things that are going on and, and to have that conversation, and, and it may be difficult, but at 50, maybe they still don't understand you know, what's going on with spending, what's going on with their credit and what's going on in their life that they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, they're trying to keep up with their friends. Are they trying to impress people? What, you know, what, you know, or what's going on? Yeah, prices of things are going up for sure. But what are the opportunities that we have to make some adjustments and the need to make adjustments so we don't continue down that path and continue in that direction? things to think about for sure. Well, that's all I've got. I hope you're doing well, staying safe out there. And until next time.